With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Robbie and Justin, Robbie and Justin are calling in on location in Hawaii, getting ready. I assume they're just sitting around doing a bunch of draft prep. Justin, how is, how's the weather in Hawaii? And are you ready for the Eagles draft come Thursday? Aloha, Sean. Oh, am I ready? I'm so ready. You have no idea. Do people in Hawaii actually use Aloha or is that, is that urban legend? Oh, it's used regularly by everyone out here. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, Robbie is there as well. Robbie possibly uh, enjoying some festivities uh, on the, uh, on the Island. How, how's it going, Robbie? Uh, it's great. Life is good. Uh, can't beat it out here. It's the best. Well, speaking of can't beat it, rock, paper, or scissors. What are you going with Robbie? I'm going with rock. Uh, you know, it, it's always a solid choice. Um, rock really, you know, that's a great story. It, it, you know, everyone's, everyone's all over Sirianni for his, uh, enthusiasm and stuff, but I like the guy. I love the enthusiasm. He has, it does. It does remind me of how I feel after I drink a bunch of pre-workout before I go to the gym and you're just like amped up out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, People make have been giving him so much crap, but come on, like you, you play a little rock paper scissors, you could you could be worse, right, Justin? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think people are being really harsh to Sirianni right now. I understand it's Philly media. We're harsh to whoever comes in. I think it's all fun and games right now. He just needs to be able to show what he can do as a coach. Uh, but I think we we should be a little bit less rough on him to start, you know, I don't know if I completely agree with the rock, paper, scissors thing, but whatever, it's a little unconventional. Let's see what it can do. And really what's going to matter is how well he can coach these guys up. Yeah, no, I mean, it, people go, Oh, is he, is he really judging their competitiveness off rock, paper, scissors? Now if they're actually making personnel decisions 
based off rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> then yeah, they're fucking idiots, but come on. He's just, he's just trying to break the ice on a zoom. We've done these a million times. And yeah, I mean, I, I see what he's saying. If someone's like, uh, I don't really care. Yeah. You win. Although I don't even know, like, how do you phone it in and rock, paper, scissors? Like, I feel like whatever you go for, you have the same percentage chance of winning. Maybe there's, maybe there's another level that Sirianni's getting to that, uh, that I'm just not seeing yet. And yeah, I, I like, and, and another thing that uh, the media in general was giving Sirianni a ton of crap for was not naming Jalen hurts the starter. But then he also pointed out, he's not naming anyone the starter to me. It's I, I get it. Like obviously Hertz is going to be the starter barring some crazy trade where we get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, or somehow we draft a quarterback in the, in the first round, which again, I don't see, but yeah. Like why not just say, Hey, I'm going to see what happens. He he's, he's, he's had these guys for two days of like virtual practices. Rob, were you upset? They didn't name a starter. No, I love it. Um, you know, I think over the last couple of years, we've been way too loyal to veterans and there's been a lack of competition and I love it. I want everyone to compete and I want the best guy out there. I mean, how long did it take to get like my out there on left tackle? Like, you know, yeah. we all love Jason Peters, but you know, his best days were behind him. Let's get the competition and get the guy out there. And with specific respect to quarterback, there's zero incentive to name a starter. Why do you want everyone in the NFL before the draft to know that you're a hundred percent sold on Hertz? Leave it out there. Let someone think you might draft a quarterback. You know, it can only help, you know, that mystery of that could only help potential trades or other things that may happen. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Like put it out there of, Hey, maybe we aren't sold. There's a small percentage chance that someone goes, Oh, maybe they will actually draft Justin Fields. I mean, there's, you know, how he's been putting out some smoke about them, maybe moving up to get a quarterback, which again, I would be really surprised if they do, but why not throw it out there? Who knows? Especially at the 12 spot, there is a decent chance of, of someone coming up, you know, maybe uh, I, I really just can't imagine the Patriots actually trading up, but if Justin Fields falls, maybe they make a move or you know, I, I think Washington trading up to get Trey Lance is a very real possibility. I don't know if they'd actually trade with the Eagles, but yeah, leave it out there. It, it, to me, it's a, it's crazier to name a starter. Justin, are you, are you agreeing with us? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, certainly, obviously Jason Kelsey's going to start Fletcher Cox is going to start, but why not just say, Hey, I'm not naming the starters right now. Why, why does everyone get oh QB controversy? No, Joe Flacco's not starting. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, why why put it even out there? It's not a big deal to begin with. We pretty much know Hertz is going to be the guy. The other thing it does is it hurts you in the draft. And the other thing too is with all the information that came out, you know, this past year about Lori and Howie, you know, being too involved, it makes no sense to name Hertz the starter. You might as well just let you know, Sirianni have the run of it, say what he needs to, and then you can let him coach. So I think it gives him a little bit more autonomy and hopefully a little bit less pressure as well. Yeah. I mean, again, maybe how he will be involved again and whatever, but like, let's, let's pretend at least that Sirianni's in charge of all the guys that are actually on the field. Like, just let us have this moment. And yeah, he's going to say, we're going to compete. And, and maybe this 
rah rah stuff, it feels a little too high school and and turns the players off. But who knows? Maybe they rally around it. Honestly, it won't really matter if it, what it'll just matter if they're winning or losing. If 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 they're playing like shit, then we're gonna look back and go, yeah, they were busy playing rock paper scissors. But if they're playing awesome, then we're just gonna look back and go, you know, those rock paper scissors games uh, that they had going, they really bred some competitiveness, and that's what really bonded this team together. Yeah, and let's not forget, Sirianni hasn't seen any of these guys on the field. Yeah, they haven't had so, actual practice. I, I mean, we have a new coach who has watched film, I'm sure, but has yet to see any of them perform on the field. So why would you name anyone? It just makes no sense. Plus, uh, just to chime in here, I mean, Hertz hasn't played a lot of games. Why, <laughs> why do you want to just name him the starter? I mean, he was a second-round draft pick, but it wasn't even like he was like, you know, number five overall. It makes no sense to just say, "Hey, I will anoint you right now." Yeah, he he played four games again. I I think we're all kind of cautiously optimistic. He certainly had some flashes, a, a bunch of nice plays, but maybe maybe he's a complete idiot and can't figure out the uh, the Sirianni system, or maybe Joe Flacco starts balling out of control, or maybe they draft like Kyle Trask in the third round, which I think is a legit possibility. Maybe he's just the next coming of uh, Tom Brady, who knows? Like it really could go any sort of way. I, if you had a handicap it, yeah, 90, 95% chance Hertz is the starter come day one. But why, why box yourself in? How, how does it benefit you? Are, are the guys in the locker room really not knowing who's the starting quarterback and are they actually going to be splitting reps? It's like, no, Hertz is going to get the first team reps. Like, come on, let's, let's get serious here. All right, so we got a uh, we got a fun little game here where we're going to basically draft guys that we've seen mock to the Eagles in some shape or form. Before we do that, I want to shout out WinBet, of course, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you head over to WinBet.com. You want to win big? Just go to WinBet.com. W Y N N five hundred dollar risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details over at winbet.com. They got it all. Las Vegas comes to you via the win.com betting app. Okay, so I got 18 options for the first round. And yeah, we're gonna just go snake, snake draft, I think. We'll start with Robbie, then go Justin, then I'll then I'll bat third. Or how do you how do you want to decide the you guys, we can't do. Uh, my original plan was to do a rock paper scissors competition to determine draft order, but Justin's Wi-Fi isn't powerful enough to handle these Zoom videos. So, oh, come on, Sean. <laughs> well, and also, quick sidebar: I feel like we have to talk about uh, Rob's plane flight out from, oh. from the East Coast to Hawaii, where there was a lot of. There's a lot of nervous energy going into the uh, into the trip because Robbie was flying standby via via uh, Justin's wife's uh, connection to the airline. Robbie, walk us through uh, through your uh, trip out. Well, it's a, it's a stressful experience because you're uh, you know you're monitoring the flight all week to, to see if you're going to get on it. Um, but we were feeling pretty good with COVID; the flights weren't as full, so. By the time the, the day of the trip came, we were pretty certain we were going to get on the plane, and and luckily we did. And there's there's rumors you were uh, upgraded to first class. That that may be correct, uh, and it was amazing. <laughs> Ten hour flight, first class. That <laughs> to me, 
it, it sounds awesome. And on a flight that long, you want a first class really, really is the way to go. And, and certainly worth the, uh, whatever sort of upgrade fee where Sean, Yes. Uh, can I just say Rob hasn't been the same since he came out. <laughs> he's he bought a suit when he got here. He's uh, he's been drinking tea with his pinky up. It's just been it's been insane. He you asked for better all, amenities it, at the house when he got here. It was just ridiculous. No, in all seriousness, it is pretty amazing, uh, especially you know when you just get upgraded for no additional cost. Standby. Uh, so the uh, the lay flat seats on the ten and a half. A ten and a half hour flight is a true game changer. Yeah. See, the only the only potential downside is to me, ten hours unlimited drinks. That is almost it's almost feels like a competition. Like I know in the back of my head, it's like a, much like a buffet. I would just be trying to get every dollar's worth and and put you know twenty twenty whiskeys down on a ten hour flight. So. I, yeah, I mean that that may be the case if you paid for the ticket, but you know full price, but. Uh, yeah, I, guess, I didn't feel that pressure. Uh, I, I honestly was more concerned with trying to sleep. Yeah. To add lay flat seat. That is, that is just another level. All right. So Rob, since you're first class used to uh, preferential treatment, why don't we, why don't we start you first on the draft board? You're on the clock. And again, these are all, these are all players at some point a mock draft has been uh, tied to the Eagles, Trevor Lawrence not on there, but all the quarterbacks, receivers, tackles. We got eighteen yeah. players to pick from. Some more realistic. Yeah. Let's do it. And and you know, I don't think this is realistic in any way possible. Uh, maybe if we were at number six, but how we decided to trade out. So I'm starting with Jamar Chase. Uh, I I like the guy. Uh, we need that elite wide receiver. I think he is truly truly the elite guy in this class. Um, I am not in favor of a quarterback. I want to see what hurts has. He's doing everything right. So I would start with chase. Yeah. I mean, overall number one receiver again, and, and maybe Howie will come out, you know, looking pretty sharp here. If Jamar chase and Kyle Pitts are gone at six, which, you know, you look at the latest data and even the betting odds, it sounds like there's a real chance they're both gone by the time the sixth pick rolls around. So if he was able to get an extra pick and we're still able to land a decent player at 12, it, it could be a nice move by Howie, assuming he doesn't I, fuck things. I up. will feel so much better about that trade if both Pitts and Chase are gone by six. Yeah, I think everyone will. I think I think Howie is he's gonna be sweating bullets. You know he's definitely rooting for uh that scenario to unfold. All right, Justin, you're on the clock. Who are you taking? Chase off the board. Are you still going receiver? Are you I know you fancy some of these cornerbacks? Yeah, you know what? I was I was thinking about Fields so much, but I, I think at this point you just gotta roll with Hertz. Okay. Um and you gotta you gotta go with Smith. Uh I, I wanted to say Fields, but I'm going to say if Chase is off the board, you got to go with Smith. I know Waddle could be a contender there too, but I, I feel a little bit more comfortable with Smith and what he can do. Devonta Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I keep watching him and or watching the highlights, and he looks really good. But man, the skinniness is kind of. I, he almost reminds me of Kevin Durant when he used to in, in college. Like he just looks so skinny. I, I don't know. I mean, I, everyone's saying this is like Justin Jefferson, so much production at the college level and you're 
you're crazy to pass on him, but I, I, I'm, I would be lying if I wasn't saying I'm a little scared about his skinniness. Justin, you okay with his weight? Oh yeah. I'm okay with his weight. I mean, he's a little skinny. He could pack on a little bit here and there, but uh, I, I think, you know, it adds to who he is. I mean, they've, they've said some things about, you know, Marvin Harrison being a little skinny when he came into the league, he could be a little bit like him. Um, Deshaun Jackson has also been brought up and how skinny he's been as well and uh, how great he was. So my big concern about comparing him to guys like Deshaun is Deshaun is just flat out faster. I mean, Smith is a, a, a great route runner, but he does not have blazing elite speed like a guy like Deshaun has. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is a little worse. And, but Deshaun also filled out as the years went on, but he also had some injury issues kind of probably unrelated to his size. I'll, I'll keep. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm with you guys. I think you go receiver here. I'm going Jalen Waddle. I actually think the Waddle goes before uh, Devonta Smith. I, I think the, the dolphins really have their eye on him. We'll see how it shakes out, but I love the explosiveness of Waddle and hurts his friends with Waddle. They're boys. He, he, he like went to bat for Waddle. I don't know. I, I think if they can get Waddle, I'll be pretty excited. Like his burst is pretty sweet. Uh, I just keep watching that one highlight of uh, Hertz hitting him under the knee underneath. I forget who they played and, and Waddle just had an extra gear and just turned it on. Not, not knocking Devonta Smith or Jamar chase, but I, for some reason, Waddle just looks really good watching these highlights. All right. Well, we'll just uh, we'll kick it back to Rob. Rob, you're up next. What are you going to do here? Yeah, you know this. This is where it starts to get interesting with the the quarterbacks still on the board, and and you know I'm I'm tempted to take Sewell, uh, but I I really just don't think tackle is our biggest need at the moment. So I am going J.C. Horn, cornerback. I think getting a guy opposite of slay would really help and, and go a long way with the defense, solidify the defense. Um, I think you're going to see an, a, a more aggressive defense this year. Um, so I'm going horn. I think he has elite uh, athletic skills and, and in my opinion is the best corner on the draft. Yeah. A lot of people are saying certain uh, or certain, however you pronounce it, he's the best cornerback, but that JC Horn is actually a better uh, fit for the Eagles. The odds right now, latest odds over at WinBet as far as who the Eagles are going to take, JC Horn is a plus 300, Jalen Waddle plus 500, uh, Sertan right there at plus 300, Devonta Smith plus 300. Rashawn Slater, 800. Elijah Vera Tucker, 20 to 1. Quiddy Pay, 14 to 1. Kyle Pitts, 11 to 1. Rashad Bateman, 80 to 1. And Micah Parsons, 7 to 1. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of where the betting market's going is that they they think Horn. I've even seen some where Horn is even lower than a Sertan as far as the odds. Um, Interesting to see how that shakes out. And also interesting that Devonta Smith is lower than Waddle. Even though I do think I think I think in general the NFL sees Waddle as kind of a better prospect. Interesting to see. Um, yeah, what uh what how he ends up doing, pulling the trigger here. Justin, what do you what do you got? Second pick, what are we doing? 
Um, you know what? I was thinking quarterback a little bit like Rob there, but I, the more I looked at it, I felt like, you know, quarterbacks are a bit hit or miss. You know, they can be a home run if you pick the right guy. And I think there's a little bit of depth in that position. You could get a later a guy maybe in second round. So I'm going to go with a sure thing here. And I think Sewell's the, the closest thing to a sure thing in this draft. And you know what? I understand tackle might not necessarily be a need, but, you know, it, it seems like, our guys just continue to go down, you know, each season. And it'd be nice to have a little bit of depth in there and a tackle. Typically, I mean, you can plug and play him sometimes if you get lucky right away, but uh, he might need a little bit of work. So who knows? Uh, let him, let him learn a little bit and put him in when you need him. Yeah. And I think Penny Sewell, they said uh, he can start out as guard. I, I do think there'll be some hesitancy inside the so the old Eagles draft room to to take another Pac-12 uh, tackle in the first round, but uh, if they did if they did take Sewell one, he could probably play some guard to start out or two. Also, you know that frees up uh, them trading Dillard, which I still think they might end up doing along with Ertz. It, it seems like it's all all but locked up that Ertz is going to be gone even even before draft day, if not on draft day itself. All right, I have the uh, I have the next pick here. I'm going uh, Patrick Sertan I, again. I I think he's a pretty high quality cornerback. I know the <clears throat> I know the Cowboys have their eye on him, so the fact that we could just steal him from the Cowboys is good enough for me. Uh, again, his dad played in the league. I think uh, you know if your dad plays in the league, that's always a good sign. That if you're playing the same position, shows a bunch of moxie. Pretty uh pretty good physical specimen. And again, guarded a lot of these, you know, SEC receivers and and did so at a high level. So Patrick Zertan helps sew up the defensive backfield. Robbie, you're on the clock. What are we doing? Yeah, you know, this is where it starts to get interesting. And and I think uh, you know, while this is not realistic in, in our mock, at least with the cornerback, the quarterbacks uh still available, I think you have to think about one. And I'm gonna I'm going to surprise you guys a little bit. I am taking Trey Lance, Ooh. Uh, QB, and and this oh, is wow. uh, a, a huge boomer bust. And uh, one, I'm nervous. He's from North Dakota, and we know what happened to Carson. Hopefully, uh, you know he has a little more uh, toughness uh, to come here. But I think he's a guy that needs a little time to get polished. But you know, I watched his pro day and I've watched a few highlights and I'm intrigued by his physical attributes. Um, I, I, I like uh, what I saw from him. So I'm thinking he could be the perfect guy. You draft, you see what you have in Hurts this year. Uh, you don't rush him onto the field and you let him develop a bit. Yeah. I mean, and, and Trey Lance by all accounts is a bit of a project. Certainly the idea of taking a North Dakota quarterback in the first round again might, might rattle the fan base, but is had a, you know, limited career, shortened career, didn't start a ton of games, but certainly showed some athleticism rolling around in the pocket. It will make some, uh, some deep throws there. I, I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting project. And again, would be, uh, would be kind of interesting to see how he fits in the Sirianni system. Justin, what are you going to do here? Are you going to, are you going to go quarterback as well? I know of the group, you seem to be the guy who likes fields the most. Yeah, I mean, but this is a game, right? And you guys seem to shit on him every moment you get. So <laughs> apparently he's not of need to you guys. I could probably pick him up a little bit later. Yeah, so uh <laughs> game theory. If that's the argument. Um, 
I would go Micah Parsons here. I think if you could get a quality linebacker right now, uh, especially on our team, I mean, we've gotten lucky recently with the guys we've had, uh, not Nate Gary, but <laughs> others. Uh, if we can Alex get a guy Singleton. who, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to cut into Alex Singleton's playing time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I think you could, you could do something with uh, Micah Parsons on this team. Yeah. I mean, he's interesting and it would just kind of be fun. I mean, growing up, we had so many badass linebackers, your, your Jeremiah Trotters, your, your Seth joiners, even going all the way back to Willie Thomas. And we just haven't had a, uh, you know, just a, just a badass kind of linebacker that will, a one that can rush the passer at a high level, create some turnovers. I mean, Robbie, you're a, you're a huge Penn State fan. What would you think about taking Micah Parsons? It doesn't seem like something uh, I, that the Eagles would do just because they don't value linebacker. But where are you at with him? I am totally fine with it. I think he's a stud. Uh, I think you would bring Swagger to the middle of that defense. Um, I don't think we're going to do it because it just you know it seems like we've never valued the linebacker position, but. You know, I, I guess I say that previously we didn't. Obviously, we have a new regime and new defensive coordinator. So uh, if we do take it, I, I'd be all for it. I liked what I saw as a Penn State fan, and and I think he'd be a, uh, you know, I think he's a, a pretty solid can't-miss prospect, quite honestly. If you're looking for a linebacker, um, you know, I think his bust potential is pretty low. Yeah, I just, I don't want to even do uh, TJ Edwards playing time. So I'm, I'm worried about that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go now. As much as I would like to steal Justin Fields, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle to make a case because his the hitch and his throwing mechanics. I, I'm just not a fan. I'm actually gonna go Mac Jones. That's right, Mac Jones, Ooh. aka McCorkle Jones. Learned that on the uh, on the on the uh, sports gambling podcast. We we looked up his name and it's McCorkle. Which is an insane, insane uh, name to have, Mac Jones. I, who I think again, you want to throw a little uh, cash out there, uh, Mac Jones to be rookie of the year. It's eleven to one. Uh, if he's drafted by the 49ers, which I think is where he'll end up, he's going to a great situation. Kyle Shanahan and that offense. I I think they can scheme up a pretty good team for him and a and a pretty good offense. I mean, they could very easily be. Ten and seven this year, nine and eight, and him win uh, rookie of the year pretty easily. Assuming the Jags still suck, which I, even if Trevor Lawrence plays better, I think they're going to struggle to get some W's. Mac Jones, I, I think he would actually do pretty well in a West Coast offense like Nick Sirianni. He's able to read the defense very well, uh, execute at a high level, very accurate in, in the short area. And I could see him, you know, just watching those Alabama games. I mean, here's the other thing: both Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith said between Mac Jones and Tua, Mac Jones was the better quarterback. So I think there's something there. As much as uh, it seems like the media is just hating on the idea, he's actually going to go third. I think he uh, could end up being a pretty decent prospect. So I'll take Mac Jones. Maybe he'll push Hurts a little bit. And uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. I, I don't think I don't think Hertz is scared of that competition. And we are a QB so, fan. So so Sean, as an aside, uh, who are the Niners gonna go with? You think it's Mac Jones or is it gonna be Fields? 
Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm pretty sure they're dialed into Mac Jones. I mean, they've, they've all, but said Justin Fields is out. And it sounds like basically it's, it's between the personnel group guys. They, they want Trey Lance, but Shanahan wants Mac Jones. And I, you know, Shanahan's going to get his way. It's his offense. So I'll be pretty surprised in the Mac Jones betting odds, which again, you know, nobody really knows anything, but it's already up to like minus 300 that he's going to the 49ers. So we'll see if that actually shakes out that way. But I, I really think the 49ers are going to go Mac Jones, Robbie, you're back on the clock fourth pick in the Eagles only mock draft. What are you doing here? All right. I am going, uh, I'm going to go Rashawn Slater. And you know, I think this is a, I don't think it's likely, but it's a possible pick for us at 12. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, uh, you know, like Justin said before, when he took Sewell, uh, you know, offensive line help never hurts. Uh, he seems like a good prospect. I, I think he has some versatility. Um, so, uh, you know, I would take him at this point. Yeah. And, and I think if you're looking as far as first offensive lineman drafted as well, Slater could beat out Sewell. People don't, there, there's some people inside the NFL circles that aren't as high on, on Sewell as everyone in the mock drafts are. So I, I think Slater to be the first offensive lineman draft, it's kind of an interesting prop. That's like plus two fifty. Justin, what are you going to do here? You have Micah Parsons, you have Penn Sewell, you have Devonta Smith. What are you, what are you doing for your fourth pick? Oh, I I'm going to go with uh would he pay my friend? Oh, a guy who's recently been talked about Don't like possibly drafting at 12. I like him. I think he's a stud yeah. big guy. Well, we love our defensive ends. Uh, I think we should do it. I love the stop. idea. Stop. <laughs> you want to you talk, you want to talk game theory. He, even though we're drafting all these guys, you could have waited to the last spot because I wasn't touching Quiddy Pay. He just <laughs> he, he seems to me like a poor man's Eric Barnett, where you're just going to be like, eh, where he won't be bad enough that that they'll actually get rid of him, but he won't be good enough to justify being picked that high. I, I don't know. I I watch his highlights. It's just not. I don't know. It's not moving the needle. Robbie, are you with me on Quiddy Pay? Because he's a team player, yeah, Sean. We, we, he doesn't always have to, to make the play. <laughs> we have to stop overreaching for defensive linemen. Like enough's enough. This is not the year. Stay away. Yeah, I mean, really, especially, uh, you know, especially in this in this time period, it's it's freaking crazy. All right, I'm going. Hmm, definitely not. Pretty pay, so I'm glad you took him, Justin. I got three guys. I have Jalen Waddle. I have Patrick Sertan. I'm going Alabama heavy. Mac Jones. I just realized I got three Alabama guys. Even though Howie has never drafted an Alabama player, I could go Christian uh, Barmore, the defensive tackle. Could go Caleb Farley. I- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Elijah Vera Tucker, kid out of USC. He's kind of almost more a guard than a tackle, but he can play both. Again, just loading up the offensive line. Brandon Brooks is coming back. Who knows how healthy he actually is? Uh, yeah, but uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, USC, had a really good season, opted in, and uh, had some decent competition that he faced. So yeah, I, I like the 
I like snagging Elijah Vera Tucker here. Robbie, you're on the clock. Fifth pick. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm worried about this guy. I definitely would not take him at 12. Uh, but I, you know, for the purposes of this draft, I, I'm going Caleb Farley. Uh, you know, cornerbacks position of need. The guy does have talent. Obviously, there's some concern about its injury, um, which is why I would not ordinarily take him. But again, uh, the opportunity to have a stud cornerback opposite Slay, I think, could really just change the defense. Yeah, I mean. Again, I he's got uh, the injury. Of course, is a, he's had like multiple back injuries and a bunch of red flags there. Kramer, of course, Virginia Tech guy uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast. He he was saying he's worried about Farley's ability to tackle. Like he's not necessarily the most willing tackler, which is a little red flag to me. But which is also half the cornerbacks in the league. But no, that's true. And I, I think in a zone though, I, I like your first round pick better there or earlier on when, when you grab JC Horn and yeah, I mean, I, I think we're on the same page there. Justin fifth pick. What are you doing? Justin? Yeah. I like Farley, but uh, with, with exactly what you said there, uh, the issue with him is that just that back surgery missing all that time. And you don't, you never know if he's going to hold that for how long he's going to hold that talent or be able to be dinged up. And I've waited till now actually to pick who I think could possibly be the best corner in the draft. Maybe a steal from what I understand. Greg Dusum has arguably the best feet in the draft here for a cornerback and has wow. the ability to be able to be plugged into you know, just about any scheme. So I think he's a versatile guy who we could play, especially um, with what we got going on uh, here in the near future. So I'd be fine with going with Newsom in this. Yeah. I, I put him towards the end of the list, hoping you would have uh, just overlooked him, Justin. God damn it. <laughs> he was, he was right in my queue. This is like fantasy. All right. I, I almost want to take Justin Fields out of spite, but I, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jalen Phillips again. The reason why he's, he's here late for us when we're doing this mock draft and, and in the NFL draft as well is he's got a bunch of uh, medical red flags. He's had multiple concussions. He medically retired in college football uh, at UCLA took like a year off, but then he played last year uh, for Miami and had a really good year amazing freak athlete. Uh, there's a couple of one other red flag is he has a, he's really into his rap career. They said, and, and they're worried he's more passionate about music than football. So that's a bit of a red flag. That's a, a great <laughs> a guy in Miami with a rap career. What could go wrong? We got uncle Luke on our defensive line, but I mean, again, kind of a freak uh, athletically. So the upside is super high. I wouldn't mind rolling the dice here on Jalen Phillips, Rob, before we get to your uh, last pick here of potential uh, first round Eagles want to shout out, get Roman baby. That's right. Roman coming up short in the bedroom, you know, best golfer. Sometimes they three putt, Justin. I know you've uh, three putted. I've, I've three putted myself. If you're coming up short, <laughs> no idea, Sean, no idea. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry if it's happening in the bedroom, Three putting in the bedroom. No one wants to do that. Takes a while to uh, get it in there. If you're getting the metaphor, 
No need to worry. All you got to do is go to getroman.com slash SGP free evaluation license. U.S. healthcare professional doesn't get any better than that. All you got to do again, getroman.com slash SGP. Take care of it virtually. That's right. I don't have to go to a doctor's office, deal with parking. Keep it easy. Keep it, keep it simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP, $15 off your first month. Getroman.com slash SGP, $15 off your first month. Rob, close it out strong. Who is your last pick in the Eagles only first round mock draft? I'm sticking with my alma mater, Penn State. We're going Jason Oa. Guy ran like a, you know, sub four, four, 40 yard dash, uh, elite speed. Uh, let's see what he can do. I think he needs a little polish, but uh, obviously the physical attributes are there. Yeah. Again, kind of like Jalen Phillips, nice upside, kind of a a weird uh, red flag is that he didn't have a sack this past season, but I guess you got the, the thing is Penn state had such a weird season this last year. They just, they weren't good. They were kind of a mess quite honestly. Uh, so I'm kind of giving that team a pass. Uh, you know, he has the physical attributes. So, you know, hopefully uh, our coaches can develop them. Yeah. And, and again, very shortened season, the big 10, and it would be great to start loading up more, uh, more studs there in the defensive line. I I would almost take him over quitty pay for some reason. Quitty pay is just a thorn in my side. Cause I think how he really likes him and I hope he doesn't take him Justin, (laughs) Justin, there are two available players left. Justin Fields and Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. What are you doing? You taking Fields? Sean, I think I need a drum roll for this because I'm about to get the guy who I originally wanted with the first pick. I'm going to get the guy with the chip on his shoulder, the most underrated guy in the draft, let alone the most underrated quarterback in the draft. I'm going to take Justin Fields right here, the steal of our draft at the moment, and who's potentially going to be the steal of the 2021 NFL draft. All right. Justin Fields is not only going to be a great QB, he's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm putting it out there right now. No doubt about it. Better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm going Justin Fields. Justin going all in on his fellow Justin. Hey, you laid out a great case for him. And again, that, that Clemson game, he certainly balled out and won me a ton of money. So I I hope it works out for him. I, I just don't see it, but you got you got a steal there. Take I will. Right. I will say my only concern is that Bill Simmons likes him of the ringer, <laughs> and that <laughs> is actually my biggest concern. But he started talking about him, and he's he's uh, probably about as into him as I am. I'm really getting worried, and I feel like that's part of the reason why his draft stock has <laughs> started to fall. <laughs> he's got the Simmons stink on him. All right, I'm going to close it out. I'm taking Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. I'm loading up on all these blue chip Alabama guys. Again, Barmore is just a five star through and through. Just seems like a bit of a head case, a lot of uh, off the field issues. I don't know if he loves football. Can he be coached? He can be coached under Nick Sirianni. That guy's throwing rocks, papers, and scissors all day long. All right, guys, that'll do it. That was a uh, really fun episode. Robbie, Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater, JC Horn, Caleb Farley, and Jason Owa. I have Barmore, uh, Phillips, Mac Jones, Patrick Sertan, Waddle, and Justin. You got Devonta Smith. 
Penny Sewell, Mika Parsons, Justin Fields, and Greg Newsom. All right, that'll do it for them. You skip Penny. You skip Penny. Trey Lance. Oh, Trey Lance as well. Apologies. All right, that'll do it for the Diehard Eagles podcast. Subscribe to the Diehard Eagles podcast feed. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green for Robbie for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.